0: This is Tim Staten with Tim Stating the Obvious. What is this podcast about? It's simple. You are entitled to great leadership everywhere you go, whether it's to church, whether it's to work, whether it's at your house, you are entitled to great leadership. And so in this podcast, we take leadership principles and theories and turn them into everyday relatable and usable advice and welcome back to another episode of Tim in the Obvious. In fact, we just started season three and this is episode one. In this episode, we're going to be talking about productivity apps and why they don't work to make you more productive. I'm going to date myself here. I remember life before the iPhone and smartphones. I'm, I mean, you know, I'm talking about If you wanted to know if somebody was home, you would actually walk over to their house or ride your bike down the street, and you would knock on people's doors, only to get disappointed when you knocked on the door and they weren't home. I'm talking about corded house phones, having a phone on the wall that was landlined, and you had to, you know, your your freedom of talking was how far that cord would reach, and so You know, with technology, um, you know, people have come up with all these different gimmicks and apps and ways to make people more productive. But, you know, people were really productive before these technologies made, you know, people more productive. You know, I remember uh, I got my first iPhone in 2010. You know, I just had my normal flip phone. I was like, you know, why do I need to get an iPhone? I have my computer. If I want to check things, you know, I'll just log on to my computer and go check things out, you know, on the Internet that way. If I really needed to text somebody, I would just text them on the phone by hitting the button like three to four times to get the letter I needed. Um, And then I got the iPhone. And then I was like, oh, wow, texting is so much easier. You know, I could be more productive when texting people. But that really wasn't productivity. That was just making texting less steps and easier to do. Then the iPad came out. Um, and I got, you know, my first iPad in 2012. And I was really, really uh, debating on whether or not I should get an iPad. And I was thinking, well, I could be more productive if I had an iPad. And, you know, I could type up reports on my iPad using the text feature. I could... Send text messages from that too if it was tethered to my iPhone because the first generation of iPads didn't have its own SIM cards yet. And, you know, I told myself and convinced myself if I had the iPad, I could be more productive. And I can even email myself these things to synchronize and share where I started off on one thing and move it over to another medium and then finish it off. You know, if I'm on the train and I'm and I'm commuting, I can actually do some work on the train on my iPad because it was less space in my book bag than my laptop. And really, that wasn't productivity either. That was a new advancement in technology that allowed me to do more with more time. And then, you know, I started to look at, well, what is productivity? Let me look at, you know, the priority matrix. Let me look at my to do lists. And as I was looking with those apps, it just I became tied to those apps. It became too cumbersome. It took me more time to input the data and check them off than it did if I had a whiteboard and a piece of paper. I mean, honestly, for the longest time, my two go-to things to keep me organized, synchronized, and on track were my whiteboards and Microsoft Project at the time. Those were what I used for you know project planning, backwards planning, time management, what level of priority different projects had and what I should you know work on and I would just move them on the whiteboard. Before we can really talk about how to be more productive, let's define what is productivity, right? So productivity is the measure of performance that comes out of the amount of output with the amount of inputs used to accomplish something. So if I can do more with less than that is considered productivity. And we can measure productivity. We can measure it at, at work, we can measure it on teams, we can measure it in our personal lives. You know, you can use the um, you know, simple equation productivity equals outputs over inputs and then that number becomes your target score and then you can actually help um, you know, increase your productivity by increasing the amount of output and decreasing the you know, amount of inputs. It takes to accomplish something you can you can track that over time. But that doesn't mean that you know your productivity is equal to quality just because you can do more doesn't mean your quality increases you know and we need to make sure that we don't equate doing more or productivity with quality because those two just don't go hand in hand they should but they don't in that basic definition of what is productivity so when we think about being productivity in our own lives, you know, the company line of saying do more with less. You know, something is going to suffer, and there's a risk associated when we do that. So knowing that, I'm going to offer up a different definition of productivity. And this is the amount that you can get done, your outputs. With the highest quality and with efficiency, you know, how can you streamline that process to make it more efficient? To me, that is productivity getting more done with the highest quality with efficiency. For this reason, that's why I say productivity apps don't work. Many productivity apps are just a to do list that synchronize across device platforms, either your phone, computer, or people. While technology can help streamline, Uh, You know, who needs to do what and when they need to do it and the order it needs to get done. The only consistency is time. Time doesn't change. You know, calendar apps are great to help you manage time and events, but it doesn't get it done. People do those things. It's a planning tool, but, you know, that's it. And I looked at the productivity tools on the, you know, Apple App Store and the Google Play Store for the apps. I found all these tools for helping you, you know, be more productive. And as I'm looking through them, to me, they're more, they're just going to hinder you and hamper you and make the process more encumbersome because now you added an additional step into whatever processes you had. Now, whatever process you had, you just added that app inside that process step. Now, don't get me wrong. If you need something to help you to remind yourself of things, that's fine. If you need something to help synchronize calendars, that's fine too. But it's not productivity because when you think of An output, what am I going to get out of doing something if it's not streamlined and you add an additional step into it that's not necessary, that's not being more productive or efficient. So, you know, how can we be more productive? You can improve your habits and your rituals. You need to create a space where you can be successful to complete the work with the highest quality and in a process that works for you and your team. And what I mean by that is I highly recommend that you develop some type of morning ritual, that you do a daily startup habit. And if I say ritual or habit, they're the same thing. I'm really talking about improving your habits. You know, what do you do in the morning that's gonna jumpstart your day to set the conditions for you to be more successful? What do you do when you show up to work that you know if you do these key steps in order, it's gonna make you more productive throughout the day? And then what do you do at the end of the day that you need to do to set up yourself for success the next day when you do show up to work and are there things that you do in the evening that you need to make sure that you set in place to make yourself more successful for the morning and the following day and then even look at what are the things that you need to do to synchronize your week how do you um you know take everything that you have to do uh, across your personal life your family life and your work life how do you synchronize all of that together in time and space and then what do you prioritize to get done you know those are habits that will help you be more successful now if you're leading a team You need to look at processes you need to take a look at uh you know how things are supposed to work versus how they actually work does your team have everything they need to be successful are you creating an environment where everyone can be successful uh to be the most efficient to the highest quality possible and the right parameters to make them more accurate at whatever it is that they're doing you know you need to look at processes and workflows you know, where are the friction points? Um, you know, do they have the right tools to complete the job? And then what are team members doing for workarounds? That's a big one. I hate workarounds because that means there is something in the process that's broken and someone on the team doesn't have what they need. So what they're doing is they're adding in additional steps in order to accomplish the one thing that they've been asked to do. And it's not efficient. So they're putting more effort and energy into doing something that you've asked them to do when you haven't provided the right space and time for them to be successful so if you want better work productivity in the workplace look at those three key things and it's going to take some time you know, if you look at your processes and your workflows you're going to notice that you know your standard operating procedures say this is what we're supposed to do and then if you shadow an employee or, or somebody that works that you work with on your team see what they actually do and why they actually do it. Everybody wants to be successful. Nobody wants to like circumvent the system for the sake of circumventing the system. And if they're doing a workaround, it's for a reason. It's because they don't have the necessary tools, they don't have the necessary technology, or. Maybe you're asking them to do something that doesn't need to be done in that many steps, and then it can be done in other ways more efficiently, and you can adjust your standard operating procedures. So it's really important that if you're leading a team and you're looking at productivity, look at those things. See, look at that. And then see how that directly equates to the quality of work that they're producing. You know, um, if you're producing a watch Per se, and you know the time loses four seconds over a twenty-four hour period of time. Well, someone might say, "Well, that that's a horrible watch." Well, if that's the quality of what you said that that watch is supposed to do. Well, then that employee is following that parameters of what you set the quality to be. So if you want the quality to improve, you need to change the parameters and you also need to provide them the right tools and the processes to do it. And the only way to know that is by shadowing and looking and being a leader, actually going out into that workspace and seeing how things are looking and then making and asking the questions like, why, why are we doing it this way? Why are we doing what we need to do? You know, why, why, why is this being done this way? And you'll be surprised at the honest feedback that they give you. Maybe it's because you didn't set them up for success. You know, so I think about this all the time. You know, how can I do more with less? Time for me is one thing I cannot change, and it's the most valuable to me. In my personal life, it's limited. You know, how can I get the most quality and impact with my family? At work, how can I get the most quality work done as as efficiently as I can? And how can I get my team members to do the same thing? You know, I ask myself a very important question as well that's different. I'm asking, am I doing the right thing at the right time? And is what I'm doing now going to accomplish the team goals, personal goals, or family goals? If the answer is no, then I don't do it. I delegate it and I do something that matters and I ask my team to do the same thing as well. I ask them, if you're doing stuff, that doesn't matter to the actual overall accomplishment of whatever it is that we're supposed to do, then why are you doing it? You know, again, it goes back to that why. And then I may find out that they were told by somebody else that they had to do it, which would be surprising to me. But hey, you know, it it does happen often where other people will come in and they'll say, well, this is a priority for your team. And it's really not. It's a priority for their team that they're trying to delegate something off of onto your team. So I've noticed that if I focus on my habits and setting conditions right, then I could be more productive in both areas. You know, I've noticed that with my team, if I focus on processes and people um, and the tools that they need to do their job better, they're more efficient. So in my humble opinion, you know, I would say don't waste your time and energy into apps. It's not going to change your habits. It's not going to change or manage your efficiency and how you use time and and how you look at tasks and how you prioritize tasks. Highly productive and successful people were around before technology evolved to the way it was now. And it really went back to, you know, purpose priority and focus. So that gets, you know, back into the 80-20 rule. So is 20% of what I'm doing going to have 80% of an impact? On my goals, is it going to have eighty percent impact on my organization and on my teams? You know, is the priority of what I'm doing going to have the impact a bigger picture? And if that's the case, then that's what I'm going to work on. If it's not, then it's going to fall down to the lower priority of my list, and it will get done. Right? It's just not going to get done right up at the top. So when you get down, when you focus your time and energy on the twenty percent that matters, that's going to have eighty percent of the impact. When you get to the eighty percent stuff that doesn't matter, you're going to have, you know, 20% of an impact to it. So it's, that stuff really isn't going to matter. That stuff can just, you can get to it when you get to it. So now I, the question I have for you is how do you approach being more productive? Do you incorporate some of these? Do you incorporate all of these? Um, do you have a different way of doing it? If so, let me know, uh, you know, leave a comment and share a quick story about, you know, how you approach productivity and what you think productivity are. And you'll often find, um, that maybe what you view productivity as, and what your employer or your leadership views as productivity as are two separate things. So, you know, provide that feedback too. Maybe you ran into a situation where that happened and you're like, hey, you know, I ran into this situation and X, Y, and Z happened. I'm really curious about what you have to say. But as we move into 2022 and, you know, we've talked about goals and now I think it's important to talk about productivity and really where are you putting your focus and your energy on? Are you really putting it on the 80% of the things that don't matter? Or are you putting it on the 80% of the things that do matter? Because either way you look at, and what you spend your time on will have a direct result. So if you're not putting the time and energy into the things that matter, you're not going to be as successful or feel as productive as you want to feel. Um, You know, about a year and a half ago, I started incorporating this rule uh, into my own personal life and professional life and even, you know, with this podcast. And I have noticed a significant improvement of just how I feel about being productive and doing what I'm doing. I feel like I can actually do more things with more impact because I'm only spending, you know, a concentrated time and focus and energy on it. And it has a significant impact to it on the end. So, you know, I am curious about about how you approach this subject and what do you think? I would like to ask, though, before we go, like I normally do, um, is if you got some value out of this content, please like, comment, subscribe. Follow back. Um, leave leave a comment. Uh, let me know what, what's going on, what you're thinking about, and then definitely, if you could, please share this episode with one or two other people who you think might like it or who could get something out of it. That way, we can share some awareness about uh, the topic, and you know, we can talk about it. If you work somewhere, uh, you know, talk about it in the workspace. Be like, hey, you know, I thought about you know productivity. You know, listen to this podcast about it. What do you guys think? It's all about generating discussion so we can all get better one day at a time, one thing at a time. I really appreciate you stopping by for this episode and listening to it. I'm Tim Staten, stating the obvious.